Hot mic. Hot mic. Hot mic. Welcome back to Super Late at 368 special episode. Bijan is out saving the journalistic world today. Right now, it's just a Gabe and Nar show. I think you guys can see a special graphic we cooked up. <laughs> I made it, guys. I made it. <laughs> I'm slowly taking names and uh, places. I'm scared. Right? Well, also, we have a fly in here that looks like it's the same fly that landed on Pence's head. I hope not. I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> it's been flying around here, but we got a pretty special guest tonight. By the way, you know, sorry we were gone last week. We had to take a break, recharge our batteries, you know, visualize success. But special guest on this week, we have the Phenomenal Mega Ran. He's an amazing hip-hop artist, amazing gamer, amazing content creator. We're going to have him on later on for an interview. But since it's just me and Nars right now, Nars, you know, what you been up to, Nars? You, did, you had a really beautiful pet project that you showed me today. Oh, man, dude. I don't want to talk about it just yet. It's, it's a surprise. It's a okay, surprise yeah, yeah. because it's, she's not ready to come out of the closet yet. So okay. we're going to we're gonna leave her be. But I am going to say I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact, yeah. and I've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia. I'm actually playing Phasmophobia this Saturday. That Have you played the game yet, Phasmophobia? It's, like, it's hype right now. It's all the rage. Yeah, I mean, so in, in, our, in, our, in my DGen Discord server, uh, Magix gets everybody hooked on whatever new game it is. They mm -hmm. were all playing Phasmophobia, and I just watched them. And I was like, I'm like, yo, can somebody fucking die so I can see somebody die? And everybody just went like this. <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm sitting here. You don't it's even see terrifying. a demon. You just see. I'm just like, I, I, the game doesn't get me. I guess we could talk about it. I, it. It didn't really excite me from what I saw. Mm -hmm. It's not a game I would spend money on. And like, mm -hmm. I think after like three hours, it would lose its magic on me. But that's just because. I'm just boring. <laughs> I mean, you're not boring. I think everyone has like their flavor yeah. of games, whatever. But it's definitely one of those games that has been absolutely taking Twitch and like even YouTube by its storm. A lot of big names and like small names yeah, are all course, playing yeah. Phasmophobia. The beauty of it is that every every game that you play is is distinctly different because it's a new map and it's a new spirit. And the spirit can be a Mare or Yuri, a demon yeah. or like a poltergeist or, or it could be any. Like, it's like seven different types and you have to like figure out and investigate yeah. what it is. I think in VR, it, it's a lot more exciting. It'd be terrifying in so VR. I'm saying, I mean, it was, it's a VR game. It was I'm meant good. to be played like that. T-Pain was playing it in VR. Oh, he was? Yeah. How was his reaction? Was he getting scared of shit? He was He was calling. I'm not going to repeat some of the words that he okay. was saying, but yeah. he was calling and cussing out the spirit. Like, get your ass here. And I was like, damn, I love T-Pain. I'm but so glad he's on Twitch now. <laughs> is, yeah, all the hip-hop artists are migrating to mm -hmm. Twitch, which seems like a very natural uh, transition because I mean you go through hip-hop you see a whole bunch of references to video games anime all types of nerdy culture because the same heads who grew up watching hip-hop grew up watching fucking Voltron or like exactly and our yeah. guest tonight is an epitome of that literally a, a mixture between two things he loves hip-hop rap and obviously video games yeah. and you're gonna see it lend so he is at that intersection oh. but since we're talking about stuff right, how about we get into the news Nars yeah yeah we'll hold off for that so Instagram is celebrating its 10th anniversary. A lot of people are super excited because you can change the icon on yeah. your phone to like an older version of it. And I'm like, that's cute or whatever. But give me some, make the make the shit work. Make the platform actually work. Really doesn't work for you? It doesn't work for me. Listen, maybe because I don't have 10K followers. So if you want to follow me. Wait, on do Instagram. you have an iPhone? Yeah, I do. That's not an iPhone. It's in my bag. <laughs> That's why it doesn't work because using an Android phone. Why? Am I supposed to use it on an Android? Yeah, because all the apps are better on iPhone. You know you this. You know what? You know, oh, 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 Whatever. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yo, matter of fact, what was your first picture on Instagram that you ever took? You know what's so funny? It was, um, it was a picture of me wearing my, uh, what's that thing? Uh, my Dota 2 scarf. I know. Why, why are you making that? 
Because I'm picturing like how many years ago was that? Oh God, like seven, eight years oh, ago. Oh, I'm, I'm picturing somewhat baby Nars wearing her Dota skirt, scarf like this, <laughs> with the peace signs the up. Peace sign. You gotta have the peace sign though. Like that's maybe maybe Zoom can find that image at at some point during the show. No, we'll I, I archive this. Oh, you archive <laughs> that <laughs> shit. Ah. Oh. It do, it's, it doesn't. It's not feng shui with my grid right now. Oh, uh, okay. It's gotta it's gotta fit the feed. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very crisp. I, I haven't gone through the archiving of my Instagram. I kind of just leave everything up there. Mm -hmm. And the very first photo I have is the generic picture of a sky with I forgot what filter that I was like, oh my god, like the sky with this filter. And I took it on my iPod Touch. And I'm just like, I got to leave this here just because this is why I started on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting the things we, we've used Instagram for over the years and how it's evolved over these last 10 years from just like a stupid app that you take photos exactly. on to like an actual media platform that people use. Like you use it to, to build your brand. And it's like such a it's a thing that people copy and want to mm -hmm. be like every day. And it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. I was having this conversation with Holly and I, we've had this conversation with Bijan where people value uh, high numbers like followers and verified yeah. on Instagram more than any other profile. And it's crazy because like we were trying to like we're not gonna say who but we we're trying to audit an instagrammer to see if she got really 50,000 followers okay. and Ansh, why don't you say who it is listen i, I want no, yo no, you no, should want, want the smoke at all times smoke. i don't want the smoke not, okay, not, not right fine. now but I'll find it, out it's it funny because like there is no like pure way to be able to verify certain followers yeah, on course. Instagram. So if someone bought followers, there's no way to really figure that out unless you pay for a service to figure yeah. that out. I mean, also it's 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 a it's a situation that I think that what makes Instagram so what can help you grow on Instagram is actually who's following you because when those people are followed, like let's say if you're followed by a a, a myth, TSM myth, right? You'll get a whole bunch of Fortnite kids following you because whenever they follow myth, you get pulled up mm -hmm. in their recommended to be followed. So you could you could get an influx of followers that don't even interact with your content just because myth is following you. Whereas like on Twitter, nobody does that. YouTube, nobody does that. That's just mm -hmm. a common thing in Instagram that people tend to do. Like, I've gotten hit up from people because myth, myth follows me on Instagram and like random Fortnite kids always follow me. And I'm just like, dude, I've I've never talked talked to you people. I've never I've never seen you in my photos or anything. Right. So it could be a combination of many things. I think it's important to also know if you're a content creator specifically on Twitch. Instagram is a great place to post your, your clips, your Twitch clips and Absolutely. stuff like that. That's how Ninja actually got picked Drake. up by Drake yep. because Ninja would post all of his videos and clips from Twitch, like yep. his highlights, and Drake would see them and literally Drake dropped a DM and was like, yo, Ninja, can we play? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And he him and like, Travis Scott and Drake. Hey, yeah, and they got saved and then boom, Ninja became a big yeah. thing. Like so. if, if you're trying, if you're a gamer, right, and you're a content creator who streams or whatever, if you're trying to figure out Instagram, a great Instagram to look at is to go look at the 100 Thieves gaming Instagram and just see how they handle their individual content creators and how they post. And that'll give you the whole layout and ammunition on how you should structure your posts mm -hmm. to get better engagement, know how to repurpose your content, and or follow Blackbeard and hit him up. And maybe he'll give you some insight too. But enough on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> what I else we got done. going on? So this probably isn't like good news for you okay. or I, but like okay. Steve and Alex got uh, Smash. Apparently the two new characters for oh, yeah, Smash Steve's Brothers Smash, yeah. is Steve and Alex, which are from Minecraft. They're going to be dropping October 13th. What are your thoughts on that? A lot, a lot of people. I have a lot of mixed thoughts about it, but I want to know. So I will be 100% happy if Steve comes to Smash with these two soundtracks. And they could be one for Steve and one for Alex if they come with the cat and dog music discs from Minecraft. I love those songs so much in Minecraft. I mean, it's kind of a meme. I think, well, okay, Minecraft, Steve and Alex, probably the most iconic characters of the modern era of gaming. Like, 
if you don't know what Minecraft is, then I don't know, maybe you don't live in society at this point. It's too <laughs> ubiquitous. You have to have it. And I think it's a natural fit to have in the Smash because you have people like Banjo-Kazooie and like mm -hmm. Mr. Game & Watch, like it was really gimmicky with the way he moves. So it definitely fits that meta. I would have liked to have seen other characters that have historical gaming context versus Steve and Alex, but maybe there's something big coming out with Minecraft mm -hmm. soon for the Nintendo Switch or whatever, and maybe it's like a way to cross-remote, but what do you think? Honestly, so when you actually get Steve and Alex, you get six of their different characters. So there's there's like three, because there's three skins for each, for both Steve and Alex. So mm. you get six actual different characters for it. In my personal opinion, I think it was, it was a money grab. I think Microsoft definitely paid. Because oh, Xbox coming out, yeah. Yeah, I think my, I think I think Minecraft or Micro, Microsoft paid a lot of money to be on the Smash platform. <laughs> they paid for the spot. I think they did, and you know, when it comes to you know Sakurai, nothing against him, but he's gonna do whatever he needs to do to make his game sell. And if it means having to have these two characters, Steven Alex from Minecraft, aka Microsoft, the Overlords, then they're gonna do it because they want to make money, a and b, like. They want to open up their market to different, like to a different demographic, yeah. which is like kids who are into Minecraft. You know, it's funny using that narrative that you put right here. If that's the case, why isn't Goku and Naruto in Smash? Because a lot of kids, a lot of or young Deku. kids, don't watch. Okay, my, my Hero Academia. May, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe my, but see, the thing is, is that I don't feel like Sakurai is thinking that way. I think I think he's not thinking that way, and simply because he needs to like for he just wants the bottom line. He doesn't think there's yeah. enough money in it. Let's, okay, so I'll, using using what you said right now, where it's like okay, maybe not too many people watch DBZ. Who the fuck plays Mr. Game and Watch? Who plays Dr. Mario? Who plays Pac-Man games in 2020? I mean, there are some really Banjo and Kazooie. There's some really archaic characters in there that no one really follows to this day. I mean, like, you go all the way back to the old Fire Emblem characters, like Ike. I love Ike, but he's old as hell. Martha's old as hell. Well, that was because of their new Fire Emblem game that of was course. coming out. They wanted to cross And you always got to have a million Fire Emblem characters in any Smash game anyway. But there's certain characters, like, I look at them, and I'm like, okay, that's cool to have because I, I appreciate it and I love it. But if we're, if we're using that angle that you put forward, I'm like, dude, there's so many modern people who... Where's Doom Guy? Where's Doom Guy in Smash? Well, well, suave, suavemente. Suave, okay. We starting with Steve and Alex, okay, you know, well, Minecraft migrate. baby. Where's steps. Master Chief, the most important person of last generation's Ma consoles? See, but this is the well, other last, thing. Last. Maybe they're making their. Maybe this is the seed to see if 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 okay. Microsoft characters do well on Smash. Maybe they'll bring Halo. Maybe no. they'll bring Master Chief. Maybe they'll I, bring Cortana. Maybe they'll. I need RB and Chief in the fucking game, okay? But I need like, the energy we, sword. We, we will see. We will see. Okay. So October thirteenth, it drops. If you're gonna go get it, let us know yeah. how they play. Obviously, who knows if they're gonna be the new meta, but exciting mm -hmm. news, yeah. Speaking of the October 13th, I don't know if we have that specifically following up, but I'll throw it out there because it yeah, just feels ahead. like a natural thing. October 13th, if you don't know, is the Apple press conference. Everybody's been waiting for that because we had the original press conference earlier in September and they debuted the new iPad, new Apple Watch, and they didn't show the phone, which is what everybody is always like, what is the phone, what is the phone? And the new phone's gonna be 5G, apparently. This is according to rumors. Not gonna be a new body design. It's gonna be the same iPhone 11 design that we, that if you if you suckered into, this is the one I have with yeah. three cameras and stuff. Uh, I mean, I love the phone, but there's nothing that seems to be new outside of the 5G, the 5G uh, connectivity and, uh, and uh, antennas are gonna be in there to make you buy the phone unless the camera's gonna be like 8K, 60 frames a second, I don't know. It's probably gonna be over $1,000. Should you buy it in a, in a in quarantine COVID pandemic situation? You probably shouldn't if you have a recent phone the last two years. But Nars, what do you think about this? 
Uh, so see the the thing with me, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily buy an Apple Watch unless I absolutely need one. Okay. So like I have a Seven Plus. Okay. And I'm good until. Why that. do you have two phones? I, well, one was for business, one's for personal. So I'm very, I'm, I take, okay. a, I, I take business very seriously. Is the iPhone your business phone? Yeah. Is is that because you find that more people tend to have iPhones? Who, who are no, because certain apps don't work on okay. Android. So like certain like Instagram apps, like either editing or Photoshop or video editing, they don't work on Android, but they work on iOS. Mm-hmm. So like I have them both for like different purposes. Yeah. Okay. So it just uh, it's unfortunate, but like not all apps are created equally. Is there any way you would convert to an all iOS lifestyle? Nah. Not at all. Not at all. Why? Because there are some uh, there are some apps that are on Android that are just not on iOS. And what are, what are those apps? I mean, like teleprompter apps that are for free, different game okay. apps that are for free, uh, different apps for just for function like calendar invites or stuff like that. Stuff for my business. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can respect yeah. that. Yeah. I, I can just, respect that position. Yeah. Some people are like, oh well, you know, you don't have the flexibility with an iOS device that you would an Android. I personally have never I've never tried to make my phone a computer. I yeah. just like my phone a apps which video tweet yell at somebody blah 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 but uh speaking of apps uh i think zoom may have added this or not yet i'll just i'm gonna add it here because i'm riffing on it uh david dobrik secured four million dollars from alexis ohannon's vc group that was the direct investment group into his app david's disposable which is a disposable camera app that david dobrik if you look him on instagram and if you don't know who david dobrik is another thing he probably live under a rock um <laughs> he take he carries disposable an actual disposable camera with him and always takes pictures of him and his friends and he has a separate instagram called david's disposable and people love the photos he takes on his disposable camera so he created this app so people could recreate that same type of feel kind of like an instagram thing you take a photo you can't see it to the next day because it's developing in the app like baking and all that but uh matter of fact let's take a picture right now because oh i have it i have it let's, i want to see what it looks like i downloaded uh, it today and if you guys don't know alexis ohanian is the uh, ceo and co-founder of reddit he's very well known um I don't even know if that even was good. I don't even, even know good. if that was good. But uh, speaking of Apple, also Apple is suing a recycling partner for reselling more than a hundred thousand iPhones. Woo! I don't know if you heard this, but there's iPhones, iPads, watches, and so the the apparently the company was hired to dismantle them, but instead they just resold them. So I would like, have done that. That was a reselling of over a hundred and three thousand iPhones, iPads, and watches that were supposed to be disassembled, but they weren't disassembled. They weren't destroyed. And so apparently Apple seeks to obtain at least $31 million, from, which is about in Canadian dollars, 22.7. From the former partner, the recycling firm denies all wrongdoings. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I talked about this earlier when we were shooting 368 Seconds, which is our new show that comes out on Friday on Instagram. And uh, I talked about how the resale market in other countries like Japan, China, India, et cetera, is massive for iOS devices. When I was in Tokyo, there were so many iPhone resale businesses, like for mm-hmm. iPhone sixes and fives and stuff like that. And that made me immediately think of that. Like, wow, these people are selling like these really old phones that they just refurbished for like four or five hundred dollars just because of the way the phones get released globally. And just how like on the other countries, they don't really care about having the latest and phone. They just want a phone that fucking works yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, and dude, I give it the power play. That's a real hustler's move. Mm-hmm. I would have done it myself. And of course, I'm going to claim there was no wrongdoing, man. We were just recycling it <laughs> by giving it to somebody else. Um, it's, it's good now. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yo, beautiful play. Do you think Apple's going to win that? I mean, 
technically because of TOS services, they obviously went into a contract with this company to like dismantle and destroy them so that they don't resell them. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna get in a lot of shit. But what 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 if they what if they did dismantle them and then they just put them back together? Is that the loophole? That is the loophole though. That would be because if you still if you dismantle them but you didn't destroy them. See, it really depends on the contract that they have. Yeah. If the contract states that they were supposed to destroy, like, destroy them and then distribute the parts and they didn't apply and they, and they did do that, but then they just reselled the parts, maybe they could get away with it. I think it, I think the contract wasn't specific that they couldn't resell it and that's where they're trying to like fall. In, okay. Like literally trying to, that's the loophole. Well, then we'll, we'll have to find out in the we'll coming weeks if out. Apple gets that $31 million they obviously need for some reason. Yeah. Speaking of hardware parts, we saw the insides of the PlayStation 5. It looks pretty cute. It's pretty big. Apparently, Zoom Girl said it looked like a five-year-old. It's as big as a five-year-old child or something. Yeah, yeah. That was the photo they compared it to. That was like the life size. <laughs> so this five, five-year-old child over here. Uh, I mean, hey, so man. So what are your thoughts on the specs? The look, the way they I'm going to be honest like with you, right? I'm not even going to act like I know the specs. Can you tell me the specs? Yeah, so apparently it has an AMD Ryzen chip inside. I can tell you exactly. See, the funny thing is that the the article doesn't necessarily list it all inside of it. So, like, they they have the parts all over everywhere. Let's see. Uh, 10 gigabytes transfers and super speed. It does have an HDMI USB port. Uh, M.2 interface with the latest high-speed PCIe 4.0. It's a lot of, lot of names. It, it has a bay for the SS drive inside of it. Let's see. Ah, here we go. It has the AMD Ryzen Zen 2 CPU and the RDNA 2 Radeon graphics processor. It can clock at 16 gigabytes over 448 gigabytes per second. It looks pretty cute. The GDR6 system memory looks pretty dope because it has eight units of them. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty real with you. She just said a whole lot of shit that I didn't understand. It just sounded like really big names oh. and just like this is going to be tech. Look, I went to Reddit to build my PC. I didn't build my PC myself. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's gonna run powerful games. It's gonna be over 4K. It's gonna be super fast. It looks cute. It looks cute. And I mean, I'm, at I'm least excited. I wish the I wish the outside looked cute. <laughs> I wish like the outside looked cute. Why the inside guy? I wish like what well, was on the, the outside Xbox, matters. The Xbox is black. I mean, yeah, like, but the Xbox like blends into the background. Yeah, the background of the darkness. We have we have the Xbox uh, the Xbox Series is one X the Xbox Series X. Yeah. We have the Xbox Series X here. Shh. Actually, I don't know if I can talk about that. Uh, Danny Pena, thank you. Um, it's probably just blending into the background. Exactly, like it looks. It's probably behind us, and so we can't even see. It, it looks like a small version of like that Lenovo Legion it just PC. Looks like another PC. Over I there. I think it looks fine. I thought it was gonna be a lot bigger than how everybody was making it seem, but it really wasn't that huge. I think I'd rather take the design of the Xbox over the PlayStation, just because that X, that fucking PlayStation just looks so hit bro it looks so bad who sat there and said yo this design it's gonna yo i'm telling you bro it's gonna change gaming for the next 10 years but the thing is is that sony expects the playstation 5 <sighs> to outsell the playstation Ooh! 4 so please tell me how so they... explain to me why you think that's wrong okay you got my angle there is no possible way in a quarantine pandemic situation where people need to save money that you're going to sell more than the PS4, which was the highest selling Sony gaming product after the PS2 in the first year. I think in the first year, the PS4 sold 7.3 million, million units in its first two quarters. I could be wrong, but that was what I remember looking up. 
no one's going to buy that thing. One, you have no games at launch that are really amazing. That'd be like, oh, yo, I need to get this because there's a new Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. There's no Legend of Zelda type game that Sony's going to have at the beginning that make you want to buy this thing, right? You can play pretty much all the games that are going to be available on PS5, at least at launch, on your PlayStation. So why would I spend money on this thing? It's going to be $400, $500. You don't need to upgrade. If you have a PC, you're fine. If you have a PS4, you're still fine. Maybe year two, it'll outsell. I don't think it'll ever outsell, and they have fucking audacity that's going to happen. Yeah, so for references, apparently the CEO, Jim Ryan, said that he believes that they will outsell their PlayStation 4, which sold 7 million PlayStation 4s before April. So they're thinking PlayStation 5 is going to sell more than yeah. 7 million before April. Yeah, but they had, okay, coming off the PlayStation 4, they had so much hype because it was the new generation of consoles. Everybody was really excited for that E3. And in that E3, Xbox was like doing all this weird gaming stuff where they were like, hey, you know, we don't, we, you can't borrow or share games anymore, right? It's like, it's locked to your console and da 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 da. The console's $500. And Sony just came in and undercut the entire Xbox panel. And that got everybody invested in Sony. And that's why everybody went on and bought it. You look at today's, like the two consoles coming out, that, that conversation really isn't there. Yeah. Like, who's really hyped for this console? Are you hyped for these consoles? I'm hyped for Day the one? games. I'm, see, that's the thing, and I agree with you there because I'm hyped for the games more than I'm hyped for the consoles. I'm not buying the PlayStation 5 because it's a better console. I'm buying it because there are games on that console I want to play. I want to play the new Final Fantasy game. I want to yes. play the new God of War game. Yes. I don't give a shit about the console. I gave a shit about the games on the console. That's why someone's going to get an Xbox more because they want to play the new Halo Infinite because they okay. know it's not going to be on PlayStation 5. But are you going to have those games in your first year? Hell yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, the games are not coming out until next year. That's another thing. They're not, they're not on launch games. I mean, that's the kind of issue that I'm, that I'm, yeah. I'm getting at here is because, like, we had a whole bunch of delays this past year with games, such as, like, mm -hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. It got, just got uh, pushed back, like, twice. Yeah, we're finally holiday. getting it in November. They just went gold. Congrats. We got, we're getting the game. And it's like, if COVID and, and the pandemic continues as is, which it looks like it's going to be around for a while, are we going to get those games when they're supposed to come out, like, Halo got delayed too, so like that was a big thing for Xbox. We're getting this game to come out. Actually, we need to like work on it because memes. Imagine, imagine the PlayStation Five gets gets released, right? Let's say. Okay. Imagine per it gets paint me released. the perfect picture. No, it's not the perfect picture. This is actually going to be really sad. Okay. But imagine the PlayStation Five gets released and they have too many consoles and not enough people buying it, and they literally are overstocked. That you know, that's a great theory. And that coincides with the pre-orders because the pre-orders, I feel like they're controlling the pre-orders so they can carry the illusion of we're it's sold out. out. Oh yeah, and then like, oh, there's a restock. Uh, Gotta get it right Because away. there's really not that much interest. <laughs> I don't know. I, and you know what's crazy? This is definitely going to affect resale value because there are going to be some people that are gonna, like scalpers. Mm. Dude, you, you can't even get the new AMD uh, NVIDIA, NVIDIA graphics yeah. cards. You can't get the 3070, the 3080, the 3090. Yo, if anybody wants a 3090, I got a friend that has You got a 3090? I got a 3090. How much? 15 of them. Let mm. me know what you want. 15 3090s? Yeah. Your friend's part of the problem. I know. I love it. Scalpers. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what, else we, <laughs> what else we got going on? All right. So the Supreme Court is taking Google and Oracle on the last time, apparently. So long story short, 10 years ago, Google Oracle sued Google over some languaging. Apparently, uh, the company Oracle owns the Java, I guess. They own the language or is similar to the language. And so when Google was using it for their iOS environment, uh, pretty much a lot of technical 
things in it, but it's been going on for so long, and they've been they spent millions of dollars in all of this back and forth that it's finally going to be presented in front of the Supreme Court, whether or not Google uh, illegally used their language to be able to produce apps, yada yada yada. What do you think about this? Uh, I don't know too much about this, but I'm gonna act like I do. Billions of dollars are at exactly. stake, Gabe. <laughs> Billions of freaking it's, dollars. It's, it's like, so I'm looking at this as like the dummy that I am, right? It's like, okay, Java, probably the most used coding language in the world at this point. I mean, almost every old enterprise is pretty much built on it. I don't know how you can claim copyright or some sort of infringement when almost every developer in the world is using Java in some capacity. So I just need more education on this because how do you win it? If you didn't win it 10 years ago, you're probably not going to win it again. And Google's just going to be like, dude, we're Google, you're Oracle, you know, like start boxing in your own weight class because we're way too fucking big for you. But um, I mean, that's that's my I don't really have that big of a take on it just because I'm not too familiar with it. Um, I mean, pretty much it's just they're fighting over the language because apparently like I mean, this has been 10 years. Like, yeah. So, like, you know. It's been a while, but like it's finally facing off. Everyone's like, it's anticlimactic, whatever. Whether or not this is going to affect the future, I don't know. But if, let's say, Google ends up having to pay out Oracle, <laughs> like That's so much money. That is so much it's freaking billions money. Billions of it's, dollars. It's not, yeah, it's in the billions for sure. But then Oracle is the same company that's picking up TikTok. So it's like. Yo, Oracle's making a push, man. They're trying to come back in Yo. 2020 with a 2021 with a massive new portfolio. What else we got going on? Speaking of portfolio, Golden Golden Joystick Awards <sighs> is coming out. It's the 30th year. It's coming out in November with a renewed format. Damn, 30 apparently. Years. Um, so there, are, I'm not gonna go through all of the categories, but there's a lot of freaking categories. They've added two different categories. One is like best community game. Fall Guys is on there. Of Shout outs to Fall Guys. Good stuff. Fall Guys is in three of these categories, by the way. It was the best game of this year. Seriously, game of the. Unfortunately, I don't know. There's uh, there's different game of the years for each console. So like, PC has its own game of the year. Nintendo has its own game of the year. I will not go through all of them. That's so give. That's so give everybody uh, you know, a chance at getting some burn. Like, I'm like, dude, just pick a game of the year. Like, what was the game everybody was playing? Yeah. So apparently, for best family game, nominations are Animal Crossing, New oh. Horizons, Fall Guys. Pokemon Sword and Shield, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario the Origami King, okay. Moving Out, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics, and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Okay, I think off the rip, you have to give it to Animal Crossing, because Fall Guys is definitely not a family game, because you'll hate your fucking family playing Fall Guys. <laughs> Animal Crossing, 100% family game of the year. And that's a new category that they added for this year. Uh, the wholesome category. The wholesome category, yeah. And then they have best game community for 2020. It's a new category. And that's uh, on that is Fall Guys, Minecraft, Animal Crossings again, Dreams, CFEs, Warframe, Fortnite, and Final Fantasy XIV. I have to give it to Animal Crossing again because wow. so much content that was made between its release and now has been amazing. People have done talk shows on it. People have created so much merch. Like Animal Crossing was the high, well, uh, was the thing in quarantine when it began that everybody was like, thank God this game is out. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, a, I can get a little bit of actual life back just through this game. So I have to give it to Animal Crossing, but I would give social media content and platform to Fall Guys. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to do one last category. Esports Game of the Year. Ooh. Is it Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, League of Legends, Valorant, Fortnite, 
NTT IndyCar Series iRacing, Counter-Strike Global Offense, FIFA 20, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare? What do you think? So I think that, what was, uh, damn. There was a game that you said was pretty, can you read me those from, like midway? Uh, Fortnite? Yeah, go a little bit higher. Valorant? Okay, perfect, there it is. So <laughs> I, I was forgetting the name, I was I'm like, to say to put Valorant on the list of eSport title or game of the year when it doesn't really have an eSports scene established yet is pretty like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You just They probably bought that spot because I'm just like, this makes no sense. Uh, I think it would come between League of Legends, mm -hmm. CSGO, and Call of Duty. Because Call of Duty was supposed to be their first year doing the, C uh, the CDL, yep. everything. And then we just saw recently someone got paid for winning. Who was the player again? Oh, it was Clayster. $260,000 for winning the tournament. Like, well, it's the whole, like, it's the league. It's the league, yeah. Like, for being in this league, you're paying someone a quarter of a million dollars. Like, I kind of got to be like, Call of Duty is coming, coming strapped right now. I mean, we could always say every year is League of Legends because League of Legends is unfortunately the greatest game in the world, and it it's is. it's a terrible fucking addiction. Praise be, praise be to Timo. <sighs> Don't you ever say that name around me again. And <laughs> here's the fucking fly. Um, what do you think is game of the year for that, eSport? Esports game of the year, honestly, I agree with you. Valorant is there prematurely. I mean, I, I there are tournaments that are happening for Valorant, but we haven't seen like big mainstream. No one's like, hype about yeah, it. Yeah, like there are pro players for like different teams. Like you see like Hundred Thieves, yes. you see like FlyQuest and stuff like that. But it's there's no big tournament for Valorant, nor is Riot pushing that. For me, it's gonna be League of Legends. Like. Like I, I riot like, plant. Like literally, I think of like KDA, yeah. the baddest. Oh yeah. I think of like World Championship. Like I'm watching Worlds right now. And they rest the in peace. The Jordan sneaker they're releasing. Yo everything. Nike. Yo those yeah. Nike. Dope. They're I have dope. a lot to say about that. You want to talk about it right now? Fine. Go ahead. I fucking hate that shoe. You do? I hate the shoes. I really, really do. I'm so disappointed because I see what they did with Louis Vuitton yeah. and then what they did with Nike. It doesn't translate. Like with the Louis Vuitton stuff, you could tell Kiana was on that. Like you didn't even have to see Kiana on it because yeah, it yeah. was, you know, like they they blended some of her accents, like her uh, her weapon was in yes, there. Yes. A lot of, and yeah, the colors were in there too, but you saw the stripes from her clothing was in there too. Like that was a beautiful collab. Nike literally just put colors on this and was like, I mean, it was, it, it was based on the trophy, so they picked the colorway of Get the trophy. No. I mean, unless they were going to, I mean, look, you know what they should have contacted? If you want something you want, like, to touch on what you did, Nike should have contacted the sneaker surgeon who should, who should look up on Instagram. He recreates, like, iconic Nike silhouettes with, like, high-end designer materials, like python skin That's and, like, gorgeous. weird shit like that. They should have hit him up to do, like, we're only making 100 pairs of these. And that probably would have been a dope collab if, if like, I'm siding with you. Yeah. It's just another Jordan one with, like, a metallic colorway. And I agree with you. Like, we should have, they should have done something a little bit more creative. But like, I am shocked that you're that, you're that I, mad about I, it. No, I, you're probably I, still going to buy it, be real. Off. I'm so pissed You're probably off. still going to buy it. No, I'm yeah, not you, you won't buy it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you don't. That's why you have a little smirk on the side right now. Because if Shut the up. opportunity comes, <laughs> you're gonna the, put them Jordans on at TwitchCon. If I was given Nike with her KDA hoodie and her KDA hat. And she's gonna have the whole fit when we can go back to LCS. Fit. Yo, but seriously, I would I would kill for like some KDA Nike kicks. hundred percent. Yo, oof, and that gold rim, of like course. that gold purple from her colleagues. Oof. You know what? Girl bye. <laughs> call, call me right, games. Anyways, TikTok star Bella Porch. Bella Porch. Looks like she has rumors that she's gonna be picked up by a hundred thieves. So I threw this in last minute because I think it's an interesting conversation how 
the orgs that work in esports are evolving their pickups for their for their content creator side of their teams. And Bella Porsche, if you don't know, massive TikTok star. Really, she just does like faces like on TikTok to songs, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, ooh, she's so cute. Ooh, she's, so cute. she's great. Oh my God, Kali, haha." And she's pretty dope too because she was she's a Navy. She was she was in the Navy all the time. Like interesting person. Um, and she's been going to Hundred Thieves, wearing merch, shooting videos at the compound. And Nico Lowe was the most recent non like gaming heavy consecrated they picked up. Okay, Boomer Girl, if you didn't know. So I mean, Hundred Thieves is constantly, and this is why I like them so much. They're always pushing the envelope, mm -hmm. and like they Nate Shot knows that. Okay, if we want to be relevant outside of the esports circle. We have to incorporate these other things that I feel like natural fits. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing. And I and after they got Nico Lowe, I feel like TSM was like, you know what, they're on to something. Let's sign GM Hikaru, who's a chess player. So it's like they're they're trying weird things. But what do you think about this? I think it's great. I think it's amazing because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're gonna make money in the tournaments and stuff yeah. like that, but you're not going to make a really a big impression in the culture unless you start encompassing diverse yes. diversity, like diverse different content creators from different platforms, and that's how the Hundred Thieves platform is gonna is gonna grow. Like yeah. Nate Shot is freaking love him, man. Yo, he's genius, bro. And when he talked about his vision like years ago when he was just a pro player, people laughed at him. Yeah, and he was just like, "Fuck y'all, I'm just gonna do my own stuff." And so he was sick and tired of being and other esports teams who just made his own. And look at him. Dude, he's the fucking Jay-Z of esports, bro. He, I mean, let's not go that far. What are you talking about? From happen. rags to riches? I mean, but there are other people that have, like, true, double double lift. That's true, a rags to riches true, stories. True. Being kicked out of his own house by his own mom and dad and then living on freaking, um, what's his name? Couch for, like, forever. Yo, that's a story from rags to riches. High Lamb is a story from rags to riches. That guy had a collapse lung and still the, went to the world. The, the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I say Nate Shot is the, is the Jay-Z of gaming because he went from flipping burgers to being a CEO of a team and an organization. I mean, I think, yeah. That, that, that's why I make that you reference. You know what? That's a really good... That's a really good show segment, just FYI. Yeah. Like, we should do TikToks of Rags to Riches from esports and gaming. But we shall move on. How <laughs> <laughs> you build something and then skip on? Okay. Okay, Ricky Desktop is the most vi viral beat maker on TikTok. He's made those famous beats. I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know how he does it half the time. He throws some, like, words and then he's yeah. like, bloop. It's simple music. So it's funny. Simple. It's catchy, and I mean that's what it takes to be a really big, big creator on TikTok. He's had so many viral songs on the yeah. platform that you've probably heard and have been. They're not even songs. By. They're literally like 15 seconds, like little beats. Yeah. And people have just, and that's literally how you make money now. Like if you guys are out there and you're like, yo, I'm, I make music, whatever. TikTok is a great platform yeah. to take that music and let other people duet with it and then make it their own get like, a couple crazy. friends to like maybe create a dance to your song and put it out there and then like you know someone else yeah oh, i'm gonna do this dance too i mean dude there's so many ways for content creators to find their way now in 2020 like there's like if you really want to make something happen there's a fucking way to do it uh maybe one day we'll have ricky on to talk a little bit more about how he goes about creating a song in the future. I think that would be a dope idea. We yeah. should talk. And then Paul, maybe Paul, he can give know. us tips about how we can make our own beat. Yo, we're trying to create we're 12 crazy. Days of Trap, Miss. Yo, right here. So in the holidays, we're going to release our first album. How about that? That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty early. That's pretty early. <laughs> the album have, will have two songs. Have you even made a beat yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we talked about it earlier, 12 Days of Trap, Miss. I've been trying to get this trap album done for years. And she's like, yo, let's make this out. I'm like, yeah, okay, we could probably do it like next year, you know? <laughs> now nah, you want to nah, do it like do it this year. To Christmas is like two months exactly. away. Exactly. All right, you better get it. All right, a chat, you're going to hold us too. You got to add us like every single day at Gabe mostly. Just be like, 
Why I gotta be at it? Because I'm already making the music. Oh, oh. You gotta think of the is. lyrics. Don't worry, it's on the spot. All right, there we go. All right, awesome. Oh, and we got one more thing we had to add for today. Okay. Which completely slipped my mind now. I feel like, uh, this tomorrow, Unidos Online. Yes. So, me, Gabe, Holly, and Zoom Girl all did a panel for Unidos Online. It's a celebration of Hispanic, Latinx, Spaniard culture. So, anyone who speaks Spanish or doesn't speak Spanish but comes from a Spanish home, you guys are invited to join us for a panel tomorrow at noon at twitch.tv slash, I think it's Unidos Online. Yes. And you can check it out. It's a whole three-day, like, convention, online convention. It's Hispanic, Spanish, Latin. Everyone's talking about their life being a content creator, a yes. gamer. And we're super excited. I'm super glad that you guys were a part of it yeah. as well. It's also, like, even if you're not Latin, Latinx, Hispanic, whichever you classify as, it's also a great episode because we touched on a few things in that panel, such as, you know, not being so caught up on caught up in how you sound and like we talked about how like people mm -hmm. let's bring the community like you know you may have like a, a different sounding accent that's not normal if Spanish was your first language and people get really caught up on that and I and I talked about how you should own that thing make mm -hmm. it part of your story and you know more people need to have because not everybody speaks English as a first language like the world doesn't revolve around English there's so many different languages out there and you know the Spanish community is super diverse for that as well and Great episode. Nars did her thing as always. She was the moderator. She showed a lot of great different stories. If you want to learn more about Zune, she dropped some gems. Also, Holly did. So, yeah, definitely check it out tomorrow, 12 p.m. EST. 12 p.m. EST. And the panel is called You Do Not Have to Speak Spanish to Be Latinx. I speak zero That's fucking Spanish. That's very important. <laughs> you do not have to be Spanish. And we talk about, we reminisce. About yeah, we talk about some things. family stories. Yeah, family stories. Talk about our favorite food, our favorite yeah. Spanish food, stuff like that, our favorite Spanish singer. So, check that out tomorrow. If for whatever reason you didn't know what it was, just make sure to follow all of our socials will be more links coming out in the next mm -hmm. 24 hours more on that but moving on we have an amazing guest today oh big guest big guest massive guest massive he's a great performer but we're gonna go to a break right now to get him ready because i think he's still eating <laughs> we have to <laughs> ping him real quick uh but yeah so we'll be taking a quick break and when we come back we will be coming with the mega ran and all right check it right let me tell you something right now this person this human being was an escape project from Dr. Light's lab, okay? This guy was engineered to spit nothing but bars and flagrants, all right? This man is blue just like the blue bomber, rock Uman, and he's gotta run soon because he's gonna get nominated for a Grammy after this. This is why he's gotta leave us a little bit early. But it is the Twitch sensation, freestyling machine, the man of the hour, the man with the power. It is the blue bomber himself, mega fucking ran. What's going yeah. on, y'all? What's up, Ren? Oh, man. I'm enjoying the conversation, man. I um, appreciate y'all having me. It's always good to talk to some folks, you know. So um, I like what y'all do. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm going to just say. Okay. Top. I appreciate what y'all do. I'm a big fan of 368. So, uh, so, yeah, it's real dope to be here. I mean, I know later on in the show, I, I told you we're going to have you do a, a, a one pinky of death freestyle. <laughs> I got a beat ready. Give me all the all the fingers, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. But Zoom, I wasn't uh, expecting it, but you know, he, he's supposed to always be ready. So of course. Uh, but Nars, <laughs> you said you had we had two su uh, yeah, subs today. Yeah, shout in the chat. outs to Joe Lee Gear and Dano Mac. You guys subscribed with the tier one sub. Thank you so much. Enjoy the awesome emotes by yours truly and this fabulous dude over here. Thank you guys so much. Want to give a little shout it out. It pays for our that. metro cards. Yes, it means it a lot. Pay, it pays. It means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that two seventy five yeah. does hit. But Rand, yo, what have you been up to, man? How's everything going right now? Uh, things are great. Uh, it's just, you know, getting a hold of things after, you know, post-COVID and mm -hmm. getting used to staying in the house. Like, you know, I used to do a lot of traveling. 
You know, I'm, think, I'm speaking like it was 10 years ago, like, oh, you know, back in my day, tour in the world, you know, um, but it literally feels like 10 years that we've been at home. So, uh, so yeah, just picking up new skills, learning new stuff and trying to keep it interesting. Uh, being able to spend more time at home has got me, got my brain going in a million different directions. So, uh, so yeah, it just keeps me, keeps me being creative. So just been streaming a lot, been writing a lot, um, collaborating a whole lot. And just uh, learning new stuff. That's really what it's been all about. I think just, just learning every day. Every I mean, day I, is a school day. <laughs> that's actually a beautiful way to think about things, right? Everything's a school mm -hmm. day. I want I wanted to actually touch on that, what you said, like being in quarantine, you know, you've been exercising your creative muscle, which I feel like heard from a lot of people, they've either got into a creative rut, right? Like, oh, I don't feel as inspired to do things or create content. What have you been learning and trying out that has been like keeping the, the wheels turning in your head? I try to write things that I wouldn't normally write. Like I'm always working on a project that I think will will scare me. I think that's that's my job as a creative to be like, I gotta scare or surprise myself. So I just start writing in new ways, start making beats a little more. You know, I'm streaming, whether it's me playing a video game or uh, recording the um the actual recording process, like filming that, like live studio stuff. I'm learning green screen. I'm um I'm DJing. You know, I was already doing a little bit of that stuff, but now like it's just giving me time to really hone in on these crafts and like figure out what I want to do. You know, like as far as performing is my first love, but it made me think about like, what if there's a world where there won't be performances, you know? And now I got to think about like what else I would like to do, you know? I so it's just, yeah. You're doing a good job at that because like, I, you know, no offense, I stalk you. I've been stalking you ever since we met last year. <laughs> Uh, so long story short, I met Megaran yeah. last year in Japan for Square Sounds. I literally played them your freestyle, which you did back then. I I played them Sumimasen. I played them your freestyle, oh, nice. and they were like, "Yo, I can't believe we're having this dude on here." That's why we were so hyped. But I think it's so oh. cool how you ended up doing shows on your own. Like you post them on Instagram. You're doing like live shows as well with other artists on your stream. How has that kind of like changed the dynamic of the content you're creating now that you're incorporating like yourself as a show? Oh yeah, it's like I was just talking to my manager about that. Like, yo, I've become like kind of like a show host, you know what I mean? Which is also cool. Like, it's just adding another thing that I do. People always say like, with the freestyle that I do, you know, like involving people, and they were like, oh, you'd be, you're just such a great MC. Like in the meaning of MC, like master of ceremonies, like a yep. person who can run the show, you know. So I was just like, well, that that definitely encompasses more than just being a rapper, you know. So. It's just allowing me to just flex a bunch of other like talents. And um, I love to showcase other talent. Like I know so many talented musicians, comedians, uh, beat makers, whatever. So I bring them on every week. We do this thing called Random House where, you know, literally I'm just streaming and, uh, you know, we patch into their feed and have a, a crazy time together, you know. And it's um, it's been helpful to me as well as to like fans and supporters because they were able to get a piece of me. Like I've had people come and like, yo, I've seen you 10 times, but it's still great to see you. And another person would be like, yo, I never thought I'd see you because I live in this tiny corner of the world. And, you know, I didn't think I'd ever be able to see a live show. So it's been dope to, to be able to do that and bring that to people. So, um, yeah, thank you. I've been stalking you too, Nari. So um, <laughs> I want to say congratulations on everything you're doing. Thank you, man. So speaking about like you having these shows with different uh, musicians, beat makers, et cetera, are we gonna expect a a mega band soon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I think so. 
Um, man, when when performances are a thing again, like uh, I'm just we're gonna form like Voltron and yeah! just jump back out. <laughs> you know, just you know, it's it's gonna be crazy. You know, like that's what I'm really thinking of is just gearing up for the moment that we can like let this out. You know, like you pick up pick up new skills, you pick up new friends along the way, and you. Well, I'm like a freaking Katamari. You know, like I'm just rolling and picking up new things along the way. And then by the end, like, I'm going to be like, look, look at what you created. Ah, you know, this monster, this big quarantine monster. Um, But yeah, like, absolutely. I think a giant collaboration set. I've been thinking about it. I I dream about it. You know, I wake up like, okay, we're going to do crazy cosplay. We're going to do, you know, a bunch of, I would be picking up, making a beat over here, jumping over here, rapping, jumping over there, playing a freaking Nintendo and, you know, a chip, doing chiptune stuff with a Game Boy and, mm-hmm. like, all these crazy ideas I got. So um, I'm looking forward to the moment where we can kind of bust them all out. Well, speaking of the moment, sorry, that's why I'm going to take no, go away ahead, from yeah, you. Yeah. Congratulations on releasing Aegis Volume 2. Uh, I, I introduced everyone to the volume. I introduced everyone on my stream to the volume as well. Oh, I have no. the vinyl to the first mm-hmm. one when I met you at PAX East and I picked it up. Um, That's right. Absolutely bomb. I feel like volume two is definitely speaking to people now more than ever, considering with COVID and stuff like that. I think the two IPs are that are my favorite mm-hmm. are Hope and Wanderlust, just because mm-hmm. they really put into perspective um, just kind of what we're going through. And, and even though we're going through the toughest times, obviously there's still hope. What was when you were creating both of the IP, what was going through your mind at the time? What were you hoping to kind of like uh, to express with these two IPs? Well, when I talk to a lot of friends that make music, we're all in the same boat. So, like, some people are in the point where, uh, like you're saying, Gabe, like, some people are just like, yo, I don't want to create at all, or I have no inspiration. And then other folks are like, yo, I got all these things I want to get out. And then one thing I heard from a lot of people were like, yo, I don't want to hear COVID music. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I don't want to hear how sad it is that we're in lockdown. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people say that to me. And I was like, well... I think that the ages EPs for me are snapshots, you know, they're, they're, they're freaking time capsules, you know, of whatever I'm into at that moment. So if I'm on lockdown, like that's what I'm going through. And it's not necessarily writing about how boring it is to sit in the house. It's talking about, you know, the issues that, that have affected society through this time. Cause now we have time to sit and think about them and you know, why people are depressed or why people are worried and things like that. So but it's still I try to put a you know a positive spin on it because I know a lot of people are hurting out there. And um, you know, I just feel like we need something to look forward to, you know what I mean? And um with my love for video games is a big part of it. So ages two, we did um it's all chiptune production. So there's these are beats that sound like they could have come from a Nintendo or a Game Boy, yeah. but they were like flipped by my man DN3, who did a lot of really cool techniques within those to to create beats mm. out of like just a couple of little bleeps and bloops, you know. So that was intentional because, you know, my love for video games and old school games is always going to be there. But, like, this ain't really the time to tell you the plot of, of Mega Man 2. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and as much as I love to do that, we're just in a different time now where it's like, yo, yo, people are hurting. So I try to, you know, give them a little bit of that. So there's always some reference to a video game. There's always a thing in it. You know, I say like I made my own path like a Metroidvania or or, or things mm. like that. Or you gotta you gotta know gotta stay equipped and know who to talk to because the game of life doesn't come equipped with a walkthrough. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I love that line. I love you know, that having line. having those things in mind where it's like, okay, 
things that gamers will relate to as well as people who are just going through everyday life. So that's super important to me to, to, to mix these, these cultures and genres and bring them together. Cause a lot of people, you know, for the longest time didn't take, you know, video game culture seriously, much like they didn't take hip hop culture seriously in yeah. the beginning. So, so, you know, so I see so many similarities and, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that people on both sides see each other as very important uh, components to, you know, to the culture. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Rand, when it comes to hip-hop. You know, I think that one of my favorite rappers today is Chance the Rapper, right? Around the same age mm -hmm. as me, he uses, like, anime references in his thing. Like, you know, he called himself Krillin at one point, stuff like that. And I think that the rappers who do so well today and the hip-hop artists are the ones who can speak to the time now. Because people are like, oh, well, it's not, it's not like uh, old-school Nas, right? Like, oh, they're not talking about being the products anymore. Like, people are rapping about the shit they love to do now. And I think that's so important as an artist to actually relate to people and, like, have those references. What I wanted to ask you is, as a hip-hop artist, right, hip-hop is the new rock and roll, as we all know. Like, it is, it's what everybody's on. Everybody wants a fucking trap album or some sort of, some sort of version of it. What was your experience touring in Japan as a hip hop artist and also importantly as a black man? Because I know I've been in Japan, Tokyo, like I've gone with a bunch of my friends. I have a whole bunch of like black friends in Puerto Rican, Brooklyn. We're there, right? And we felt kind of like caricatures, like people would ask us to take pictures with us and stuff like that. So I wanted to get like, I'm not saying that's what Japan is. I'm just saying that's what I saw. And it wasn't like in a very offensive way or anything like that. But I wanted to ask you, what was your experience? Um, I'm fortunate to, know, to have been to Japan like six times now and like i remember the first time being like yo like we'd be in a freaking you know a 7-eleven and like a kid will come up and just kind of grab my hand or want to touch my skin you know and um but yeah i think that i i understand it's a different society you know and um and music is the universal language you know like yes. i go there i i know two words in japanese you know and so but yeah i'm the two words to, uh, sumimasen and hype. <laughs> because that's what I always have to say is yes or okay. And so, excuse me, I'm very sorry that I'm in your way on this train. Sorry. You know, so, uh, so yeah. But the music, you know, speaks to folks, you know. And um, like I said, the cross section of video game culture and hip hop culture has definitely been so big and important to me out there. Like, I remember trying to explain to somebody, we were in Akihabara just chatting with, Oof. um, with two uh two girls they were like like they're trying to get us to come into a maid cafe oh i'm like, getting well, goosebumps right now you know what i mean like we're thinking like oh well should we go in there okay whatever and my friend's like oh he's a, he's a rapper like explaining and she's like mm, rapper. Uh, and then he says like mega man oh rockman and they're like oh rockman. and the, at the same time the both of the girls go <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Japan is everything I thought it would be. <laughs> so, um, so like, it's, it was, and they're like young kids. So I just thought like, that's so dope that like young kids appreciate and respect things that, you know, that, that uh, a lot of Americans have kind of like, you know, that have come and gone in American culture. But, um, but yeah, I think the cultural, like, uh, you know, the language barriers are always broken down when it comes to music and with video games. Like we, we all love the same stuff. So it's always been dope to to go out there and play shows. They seem to get bigger and better and liver, you know, mm. as the years go on. So man, I just can't wait to get back. Like, but yeah, we've definitely had those moments where people are looking, people want to take pictures and things like that. But you know, that happens everywhere. You know, like I, I've had that happen in France. I was there was some people following us <laughs> while we were like on a tour of Versailles, 
and this lady behind us is like sneaking and taking selfies with us like that i'm like what what are you doing you know and um you know i'm just like oh well, maybe they just think you know if a black person's here they must be famous you know which is wild oh, wow. to think you know what i mean but again it's um I'm not I'm not upset at it. I just look at it like it's just a, some cultural differences, you know. Mm. But um but we can learn a lot from Japan as well as they can learn a lot from us. So I I I really always enjoy going there, learning something and uh just talking to friends out there about it. And uh it's a great experience. I can't wait to get back. I just want to say really quickly, thank you so much Strawberry for the raid. I do really appreciate it. Anybody here from Strawberry's raid, welcome. Strawberry. Thank welcome. you, Barry. Welcome to Super Late well, I, at 3 I feel like this is my friend. Strawberry? I feel like this might be my friend, Megan, because her name is Strawberry. <laughs> thank you, Megan. If it is you, if, <laughs> if it's it not, is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to follow up to that, what she was just saying, uh, Ran. Damn, I had it for a second. Oh, oh but matter of fact, I wanted to add a word you should, you should have in your dictionary whenever you go out there, right? Because I'm pretty sure you mm. love ramen. Now, you love ramen. Oh, yeah. You better know Kaidama. So, 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 so when you go to a ramen house, whenever you so whenever you run out of noodles for your broth, you can say kaidama, and you get extra noodles for like a dollar or two, and like you mm. can essentially re up your ramen bowl and get more food. And like one time I was at a, <laughs> a ramen at a ramen spot in Akihabara, and I'm sitting there and all I'm hearing is dude just going kaidama, kaidama, kaidama. Everyone's going hi, 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 and I'm like I'm looking around. I'm like, dude, these guys is getting hooked up. I gotta get on this kaidama <laughs> shit. And I, and I said that, the dude came and dropped me a set of noodles, and it was, like, the best thing I've ever learned. Uh, um, that's dope. But, uh, yeah, dude, like, Japan was such a great okay. place. I, I want to ask you about producers from Japan. I'm pretty, do you know of Nujibis? Yes, yes. Um, first time I went to Japan was with a rapper named Substantial, who uh, did a bunch of projects with Nujibes. Like, knew him personally. They hung out. So Nujibes is, like, like the Japanese Jay Dilla, yep, you know what yep, I mean? Like yep. basically the heart and soul behind what people call lo-fi hip hop now, mm. you know, like people were doing this stuff for years and Way now before. it has a cool, a cool, you know, gentrified title on it. Yeah. And now it's, now it's the biggest thing on YouTube, but like <laughs> he was making this stuff in the early two thousands and like, just, you know, no one even knew, you know, what to make of it, you know? So he's, he's making music that's like considered classic so yeah like new Jabez is one of my favorites of all time and so going out there with substantial this was maybe two maybe three years after he had passed um and we um we went and visited his label hideout and they gave us a bunch of new Jabez cds and oh, they were God. like you know and and they stopped and told told substantial like yo new like june which is his name he june felt, like spoke so highly of you so like it's so such an honor for us to meet you like here's a, here's a bunch of his music here's some posters here's some you know and it was an awesome experience man uh so yeah big big fan of new Jamez. so uh to follow up on that what can you who are your main influences right now and do any of them come from japan um, there's a dj a producer and dj uh ikawara i believe um also another one they volta masters i've done a bunch of stuff with out there he's in yokohama um, there are so many, man. Every time we go, it seems like I run into another like dope musician or artist that I, I want to collaborate with. Um, we met a, a dope woman by the name of Aha uh, uh -huh is her name. A H A H. That's a great fucking. That's her stage name. And I was like, yeah, that's her stage name. Uh huh. So I was like, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Uh -huh. And then like I heard her music, uh -huh. and I was like, okay, that's really dope. Like you could just be like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's I mean? solid. I was like, that's really fire. So like, yeah, every time I go, I meet an artist that I'm 
like a huge fan of out there. And um, I like that. And I don't want to like, I, I hate to say the thing that like, I hate when people say like, oh, they appreciate the real hip hop out there. Like, no, I agree with you. I have to say, I agree but, but they appreciate a different style of hip hop that doesn't get a lot of love here. You know what I mean? That people might, and I'm not going to say like real hip hop, but hip hop that's created from a different place. Like not trying to be the trap banger of the week, Yep. you know, but, but you know, just a different assault, more kind of a soulful sound is what they're, what they're into. And, you know, so being able to like hear people who really respect that style of music is dope to hear. Um, Shingo too, uh, he's in America now, but he's Japanese. Um, Marcus D, an American producer who lives in Japan, is another one of my favorites. We've done a, done a bunch of stuff together. Um, so yeah, it's like a lot. There's a ton of inspiration that comes from there. Like so, every time I go, literally, I run into a new person who I'm like, oh man, this is dope. I need to, I need to study them. We need to collaborate. You know, things like that. So a lot of inspiration out there. Well, speak, I, speaking of collaboration, you've collaborated with so many different music producers, artists, chiptunes artists. Is there anybody oh, yeah. that's out there that you really want to produce music with? Like, if you, if, if it could be anybody in the world, who would it be? Anybody in the world. Anybody. Um, if we could find them, I would say MF Doom. <laughs> uh, <for laughs> you ain't gonna sure. find that guy anyway. But yeah, I don't, I don't think you could find that guy. So if anybody knows anything, uh, let me know. But, um. Gosh, I just love weird stuff, you know what I mean? So, like, I got a dream of, like, a song with, like, MF Doom and, like, CeeLo Green, Ooh. you know? Or, or something with, like, me and, like, Missy Elliott, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always thinking of people who are just kind of a little outside the box. Um, I think we'd make something really cool together. When it comes to packaging your work, right? Because we're in 2020. Everybody's got Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, people torrent, BitTorrent. What is the big part of your business when it comes to making money off of music? Because I feel like that's the part that most people, you know, they need a little bit more education on, especially like recently there was like a big battle between Kanye and like Universal where he was like saying, I'm trying to get people back their masters and things like that. That was the whole crusade he took up. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of your business advice or tips to like young musicians trying to come into the space? Um, I'd say just try to own everything you can, you know. Um, don't be in such a rush to go sign away something, you know, with a label. Um, I've signed with two, maybe three labels in my day, and like I've regretted every time I've done it. You know, like especially with what I do, it's not it's not easy to 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 like put into a neat little bow with a, yeah. with a rapper on it. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so it's a it's a hip hop guy, but like he likes video games too. <laughs> but like, you know, he he's also like he used to be a teacher, and like. <laughs> He likes comic books and, and like, but like, he's got bars though. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so hard to explain that to somebody. But the bars like, though. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for like an in, you know, for like independent now, independent artists can do and sound like and be inspired by anything. You know, you mentioned Chance the Rapper. There's so many guys I listen to now um, who are like inspired by wrestling, anime, all oh. that stuff. Oh. And they'll just make crazy music around it. And it's like, crazy. I don't know if you heard JPEG Mafia. Like, yes. this stuff is just wild. You know what I mean? But, like, he found his audience. And, you know, there's a group of people who love it. You know what I mean? Griselda is just like, okay, this is music that isn't going to work on the radio. But, yo, there's people who love it. So I think it's important to hold on. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like, be true to yourself. And, and, and don't, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to sound like the next, you know, whatever, Jay-Z or Kanye or Drake. Because, you know... At some point, they were the different, you know, artists, you know what I mean, who were doing something so different. So 
that's important to, to keep in mind. Like you gotta gotta be yourself. I would say hold on to your 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 music, your ownership, like your masters, and and pay your producers, man. This is something that like rappers just don't. <laughs> no do. No one ever wants to pay their fucking so, producer. Yo, pay your producers, pay your engineers, pay your video, you know, guys and girls and your art people. Like, yo, take care of your people because it's so hard to get a group of people around you who believe in you and want to work for you and with you. And if you're not taking care of them, man, eventually they're going to start fading off and stop answering. Someone else is going to take care of them. Yeah, you're going to wonder why. Like, oh, man, he, he got funny on me. He got he funny style. Like, nah, you just never paid him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like... Take care of the producer. The hip hop producer is by the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to hip hop. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, I mean, you people go to beat stars and go grab a beat for fifteen dollars and go to the moon with it, and then never look back at the guy who made the beat for them. You know, so it's uh, it's a real shame. So take care of your people, man. If you got anybody that wants to work with you, take care of them. You make a hundred, you give them fifty, man. You just have to take care of your people. Yeah, that and. Would... Uh, that's that's the, to me the most important because you'll you you'll lose people quickly if you're not a good person to work with. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. I I, I think of a bar that uh, Kanye dropped on St. Pablo. He was like, "If I made a hundred mil, I give twenty to Hove." I heard that's what only do when we only had the stove and stuff like that. It was that was I, mm-hmm. that made me think of that. But the, the thing I want to ask you because you talked about radio for a second. Do you think radio is as important today for an artist to break out versus other platforms like TikTok? Because me and Nars talked earlier about uh, Ricky so, Desktop. Yes, that we were talking about how TikTok is such, so an essential, such an essential piece now to get your stuff made. And also, do you think about TikTok for like creating your own beats? Like, I'm gonna make a beat that someone's gonna dance to. So it was a two-part. Well, that's funny. I was listening to y'all talk about that, and I was like, dang, maybe I need to get on my TikTok <laughs> game. Yo, yeah. Um, I have a TikTok. I used to just throw in there like, um, like if I wrote a song like for a wrestler or for like an anime, I would put clips of the anime or clips of the wrestler to my music and just throw it on there and yeah. just kind of see what happens. And, uh, but yeah, I never really like nurtured it. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of left it and see what would happen. But um, I feel like a lot of people think you have to choose one like social media platform and, and go hard on it. And that'll be your one. And, and it's, I think it is kind of like that to a point, you know, where like Twitter is my favorite. So like Twitter is where I'm at most of the day. Really? You know, Twitter but, is your favorite. Yeah, Twitter's my favorite, man. Like, I can just tweet all day. I can go super hard on tweets. I can just say whatever I want. Like, Instagram, I can only post once a day. Like, that's just me. I'm like, I don't want to be the guy who's posting a million things all day long. Um, So, yeah, I've I've nurtured the Twitter audience where they probably expect now for me to just be dropping stuff a lot there. Um, But, you know, now I'm like, oh, I need to be giving my Instagram love. I need to be giving my YouTube love. Or Now with Twitch, you know, I'm able to create content that goes you know, kind of everywhere, but like, it's, uh, the TikTok thing, like, I, I think I initially thought like, oh, TikTok's for kids. Like, let me just let the kids have that, you know what I'm saying? But like, but there's, there is like, I'm not going to be up there doing silly dances. Me personally, that's I'll just do not silly my... dances for you. How about this, Megaran? Okay, so I, I'll make I, you a beat. Yeah, make Nars, me you a dance beat. to it. I will dance to it. We'll do. We'll do. T- we'll do it in the studio. It'll be great. Don't worry. Uh-huh. I want you to be successful. We want you okay. to be successful. We know Melo. <laughs> that's what's up. She'll make your song okay. viral on TikTok. I, I will make you yeah. viral. I will make, make you viral. viral. <laughs> make me viral. Make you viral. That's what's up. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna send y'all some beats. If you if you come up with a cool dance to it, <laughs> then um, then yeah, let's go. Uh, I think I think there is a possibility for stuff like that. Like I never think about it, but like 
um, this label guy was telling me, like, Sumi Masan. He was like, yo, like, that could really pop. You know what I mean? If you just you just come up with a silly little boof to it, you know what I mean? Exactly. And then it, it could pop. And I was like, well, you know, you, you come up with the move. And, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd rather kind of concentrate on the on the content creation, you know, and um, and let people do with it what they will. So Work. we just have to get it into the hands of the person that comes up with the, with the catchy dances. Work. <laughs> we got this. The first song we'll use is Sumi Masen, because that was actually my favorite one since when I met you. And nice. that'll be it. That'll be it. Good. Okay. Work. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, j just to go back on also like inspirations and influences, right? Are there any modern games today? Because you're really big into Mega Man. Like that's like you were mm -hmm. saying, not to talk about the whole plot of Mega Man 2, <laughs> but are there <laughs> any things today that you pull beats from or samples from or inspire you to make a song? Because like back um, in the day, like the 8 bit stuff, super iconic, chips and stuff, super iconic. Today mm -hmm. it's like really big orchestra pieces and like more elaborate. Yeah, I like I like honestly as a beat maker and producer, I like working with like less to make more rather than more to make less, which is it's another option as well. Like Final Fantasy has phenomenal music. Yeah. You know, so I'm always going through Final Fantasy, hearing something cool and I'm like, well, let me flip that. You know, right now I'm into like movie scores, you know, like taking a little bit of movie scores and doing some cool stuff with it. Um, I'm a big fan of Austin Wintry, so any, pretty much anything he messes with, I'm, I'm all about it. From from Journey is like really kind of where I first heard of him, but like just building from there and just like all the cool stuff. Uh, Assassin's Creed always has some cool stuff. Um, I do like the orchestral sound and a lot of this stuff, but like I do, I, I like minimalizing. So I'll look at a new like a new retro game, like I call like mm. something like Shovel Knight or you know, <laughs> Great sound you know what I mean. Where it's like, yeah, like the music is dope, you know, but it, it like, so I like new retro games. So technically the music sounds like we coming from an NES, but it's actually more advanced than an NES could have handled, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I like stuff like that a whole lot. There's, um, what's that one? I just played Panzer Paladin. Uh, that was really cool. Like Spelunky's awesome. Uh, Celeste. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're old school, but they're new. So yeah, I'm kind of rooted in the in the old school stuff but there's new stuff i do i made a track out of fall guys you know just kind of as a yes. challenge in the middle of a stream we were like oh the fall guys music kind of slaps so Yo. so we were like all right <laughs> I, I need to hear that. wait is this like is this on your twitch stream that you made this yeah yeah we worked on it on twitch um the beat the rap i recorded it all in the twitch stream it's on spotify now and it's um i think it's on my Bandcamp as well it's called fall guys rap and it was just an hour, uh, basically like an hour to make. So yeah, it's just a little short joint about like just be playing Fall Guys, you know. I love it. I love it. Like it's like you're <laughs> overflowing with creativity. Like you just keep going. Like and it's like I love that about you that you're so you're humbling, you're modest, but you're 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 really fucking talented. Excuse my language for saying that, but you're absolutely you. talented. And I'm congratulations again to the best of luck for you with Ages Volume Two. Is there anything coming up in the pipeline that you can kind of like tease right now? Before you do that, I just want to point out how much of a simp Nars is because she has the I, beanie I on. She rocking the I'm beanie. I'm rocking your beanie. You're yep. you're the person who goes to the concert wearing the t-shirt. Huh? Yep, that's me. <laughs> I buy all your vinyls and all your. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He, he wrong says with I'm that. simping Yo. hard, and I'm like, I'm proudly nah. simping. I don't care. I would do it no, too. No, that is I have that's like six chains the rapper hats, bro. Hard, yeah. See, 
that's love. That's love. Yeah, Nars came to the show. Was like, give me the vinyl, give me the shirt, give me the hat, give me everything. I was like, everything. okay, if you insist, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's that's love. That's support. Like, we appreciate that so much. Like, I always say, like, a merchandise item can go so far. Like, just yeah. just the simple simple thing of wearing somebody's hat on a stream. You know Dude. what I mean? Like, goes so far. Cause somebody be like, man, I really like her style. Like, where? that and then you're like oh glad you asked megaran.com you know what i'm saying <laughs> so uh so yeah it's 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 super dope i appreciate the support um oh you want me to give you what's next Teachers, trainers, all right anything. let's see all right all right how many, so how many people crumb. how many people in the chat right now how many people in here? 40 uh, people all right. in chat. all right all right okay okay guys don't tell anybody right um me and uh two of my closest rap friends uh richie branson and kadesh flow we're working on a Halloween EP. Oh. Spooky vibes. Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh. We going we going mad spooky. We're doing all horror movies and horror games uh that we're flipping for this. We got we're doing something about Siren Head, we're doing something about oh, uh Resident Evil, we're doing Saul, Jason, like it's yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So that is coming the week of Halloween. Don't tell anybody else, don't oh, keep that keep that. I'm telling everybody. That's, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting. Yo, I can't wait. Yeah, we're working super hard to get it out. But, like, yeah, it's it's coming together crazy. I just wrote this. It, it, it's weird for me because I'm, like, the nice guy, positive rapper. Positive vibes everywhere. And then, like, I got to write songs about being Jason and slashing people up. So, <laughs> but it's cool. Like, it's not bad. Like, it's uh, it's still, it's fun. It's, you know, like I said, it's just stretching that, you know, those muscles and doing something different. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted some, some spoopy vibes for the people. So, it, it's coming. <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, you know, like you said, stretching muscles. I think we need to stretch your freestyle muscles. <laughs> I think ah! I think we got to get the lyrical exercise going. Yo, Zoom, you got the beat? I sent you a beat on Discord in your DMs. Oh, the beat's coming. I need my right. man to drop a freestyle right now. I just need to make sure, like, what's the what's the like latency situation? Right, right, like, right. don't be having me sounding off I'm, beat. That's I'm not trying. Listen, so, you know, we're gonna tr we gotta gig we got gig up, gig down. Hopefully, it'll be All good. Right. I'm a we gotta, yeah, we gotta make sure we good. I, don't be like, oh, they be like, man, Mega Ram can't ride the beat for nothing. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's got, we gotta make sure that we good on the beat. But I'm good. Let's do it. What happened, Zoom? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, that might work if we send him to he can play it. Uh, so the beat is Mega Ram. Let me see, mm -hmm. Zoom. Oh, yeah, just put it, put it in chat. It's a beat he'll most definitely know. It's a very familiar oh, beat, especially him as a producer. He knows what it is. There's no way he doesn't know what it is. Oh. Ooh, this is a good one. No, oh, I know this beat. Yeah, I know. I I know uh, you know that beat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, this is good. Okay, can y'all hear that? I just want to make sure. Like, if I play it, do you hear it? Matter of fact, so what we'll do is that we'll cue it. You'll give us a countdown of three. We'll play it on our end, and then you'll play it on your because we. I don't think we can hear. It. We can't hear from you. Unless you put oh, it on, okay. on speaker, but. Oh no, no, then that would yeah, that would that sound would crazy. Speaker would sound horrible. Yeah. All right. So let's we'll do a <laughs> okay. Give us a count, and then we'll hear it on our end. All right. Okay. I'm ready. I got the play button. I'm at zero. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Play. Uh. 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 Okay. We freestyling. Yo, put something in the chat. Yo, I heard him say, ain't nobody messing with the 368. Ooh. Hey, hey, yo, I heard him say, 
Ain't nobody messing with the 368 from NYC to AZ today. And we came through, but we ain't come to play unless we playing on games you heard today. I'm on that Genshin Impact sometimes. Anyway, I take a break to bust a couple dope rhymes. If you like, man, make a red, kick the fire line. And I'll be like, man, that's because it's at about that time. Check the watch or check the clock. Make a ran on point. Don't rep no glocks, but rep no blocks. So don't rep no sets, but I do my thing and I do it correct. And yes, yeah, Mega Ran, I'm in here. Got a haircut, then got some blue hair. Yeah, blue everywhere <laughs> for Mega Man. Ran rhyming 10 years, that's a veteran. Doing anything, you said I never can, but nah. Break your vertebrae or your spine, cause you know I heard them say, hey. I heard them say, ain't nobody messing with the 368. Hey, hey, yo, I heard them say, ain't nobody messing with the 368. This is how we do it here in the place today. Yeah, we do it early and we do it late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's happening in the chat? Anyway, I see a wow in the emote. That means that's my style. Doing my thing, you know I've been foul. Take my sonic boom just like I was gal. Oh! Yeah, in the place to be with my styles. Yeah, we super late with 368. Hey. Doing my thing, you know, man, I'm super straight i do my thing and sell it's like a tuba spray because it's mad loud anyway i'm in the crowd doing my thing and yo the hands are up now going left to right we bless the mics mega red in the place i'm a rep tonight yeah breaking your vertebrae if you heard them say it's the 368 and we here today with these rhymes today and yo we keep some fresh like easter sunday clothes because you know it's the ill flows the bros keep on going with those flowings yeah from west oak lane to Logan or beat the Oven. Yo, you know the slogan, real hip hop. You know, this ain't broken. And if it ain't broke, then you don't fix it. Mega Ran, keep it going. Yo, I'm going to get it. Yeah, freestyling. Yo, I have to flow off the top and be like, yo, that's who in the place to be. You know, I'm paid. Shout out to Dawes and the homeboy Gabe. Keep Doing going. Keep it great every day. They say, keep going. And I say, okay. Yo, is he writing it? No way. It's all off the top. Unorthodox. Man, it should be illegal, man. Call the cops. Oh! If he's like, yo, make a random stop. I'll be like, nah, I think not. So anyway, I'll come back and keep on rapping. Make them happen. Yo, stay be clapping at the end. Mega will do it again. Freestyle without no need for a pen. Yo, I'm repping it. Hardcore, that's definite. Shout out to Holly. Last name Peppermint. Oh, Yo, and you know that flow. When I'm done, I'm gonna need one of those COD codes. Yo, Yo, Zoom, get him a code. Get him a code. Get him a code. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That I can't think of a better fucking. Well, that was over nine thousand. That was absolutely gorgeous. Holy, I'm sweating. That was so good. Yo, that that might Yo. have been my favorite episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well look. Give me a code. Nah, nah, it's okay. No, nah, we getting, getting you a code. code. You're getting a code. <laughs> well look. <laughs> Mega, we all know you gotta get to your next Grammy meeting. We don't wanna take up any more of your time, but yo, dude, that Grammy was meeting. <laughs> that was a beautiful freestyle. Thank you. You put interview. me on the spot, so I had to I had to come through. You you put me on the spot, so I always have to be ready. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. I Thank did. you. We did. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Y'all, y'all are dope. So like, 
Um, I don't know. Have me back sometime. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Don't fuck out of here. <laughs> no, this is not the first or last time that we're going to have you. He's going to be competing with Danny for the for the most appearing. Oh, probably. <laughs> no. Word? No. Okay. Yeah, no. You're Word. Gonna be, we, we don't need any more plants. <laughs> Mega, where can people find <laughs> you just to wrap this up? Well, you can find me at MegaRan.com. You can find merch at MegaRanMerch.com. I stream three, four, sometimes more times a week at Twitch TV slash mega underscore ran. I know that's mad annoying, but I'll be in the chat. Also, um, yeah, on Twitter at mega ran. It looks like Meg Ryan when you look real closely, because like you'll be like, oh, I thought that because of the big R and the big M. But no, it's mega ran. Ran. And uh, yeah, just throw the ran signal in the sky, the the, the mega buster, and then uh, I'll appear. <laughs> Also, what we do here at the end of every show is that we like to find somebody to raid and you knowing a whole bunch of creators or people who make music on Twitch or play video games, is there anybody you want to raid in particular right now who's streaming? Oh, man. Let me think. I put who's you on the spot on? again. I know. I'm sorry. You put me on the spot. You know what? I got to, I got to, you got to raid my man Big Cheese if he's, Big if he's Cheese? on right now. Can we get a raid? Uh, I don't know if you know Big Cheese, K-I-T. He's amazing streamer. Dude, like, has shown me so much of the ropes on Twitch. Uh, representing in Florida, comes out to the shows like we he slept on my floor during E3. Like yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a real one. So uh, shout out to to Big Cheese. Uh, Zoom, do we have Big Twe uh, Big Cheese queued up for a raid? All right, she's looking him up right now. Uh, yeah, Big Cheese K I T is the name. Oh, Megaran, before you go, really quickly, are we going mm -hmm. to see uh, Aegis Volume Two on vinyl by any chance? Because you know I don't have a CD Ooh, player. That vinyl. I need that. You I are a vinyl vinyl head. I am. Um, I'm trying. I have two other vinyls coming this year. Ooh, okay. Uh, so I got to get those out first. We did That's a. Um, I'll buy we did those a... too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we did a we did a really good um um we did a successful uh pre-release kind of campaign for an album that i put out in 2010 called the uh forever famicom which is like a bunch of 8-bit things that we released in japan there's a vinyl coming out of that in november and then there will be a single of our new uh new track protoculture featuring Dell the funky homo sapien so there'll be a seven inch of that coming before the end of the year as well and then maybe, maybe. we'll get we'll get some uh and then black materia the final fantasy 7 album is coming early next year and then ages <laughs> so a lot of vinyl coming a lot of vinyl a lot coming. of vinyls coming you know what i have a big shelf a big shelf that's just ready for tons of your vinyl so i'm ready for it let's do it so then nars yeah there's nothing else left to do but to tell them when they can find us again next week give them a little yes, bit of info guys if you're new to 368 or super late three uh, super late particularly happens every thursday at 10 p.m eastern standard time if you're looking for some previous episodes you can check us out at youtube.com 368 yep. so we've interviewed Harris Heller, Akinola, your princess. Devin Nash. So, yep. Yeah, we've had so many amazing guests here, so check that out. But if you want to tune in for next week, who's our guest for next week? Uh, Mega Ran. Mega Ran. We're going to just keep having <laughs> What? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Also, you could talk to your Alexa and be like, Alexa, play the latest episode of 
super late at 368 and you'll get queued up on Alexa as well, which I, I just think is so fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, so be sure to follow all of our socials. We are 36A on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you want to join our Discord, it's discord.gg slash 368. We do community events there once in a while. So if you're wanting to join in on the Phasmophobia yep. fun, uh, we're going to be doing some of that this weekend. So yep. check that out as well. We're I'm also giving away COD uh, Cold yes. War Colds right now within our Discord. If you join up at discord.gg forward slash 368, yes. we can get a chance to win a code for PS4, maybe two if you have a friend. See what happens. But uh, Zoom, do we have the raid ready? Yep. All right. All right, guys. There's not enough to say. There's nothing left to say or do. Megaran, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. See you guys soon. All right. I, of, course he, of course he had a rhyme. I know. Of course he had a fucking <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> Wait, I did. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> and shout out to Zoom. Shout out to Zoom.